This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. You are listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana with Xiaoning and Phil. Let's get a quick update on the FBM KLCI at 9.20 a.m. Still in the green this morning, it is 1,447 points, up zero point, sorry, up by 0.5%. Well, we're turning our attention down south to Singapore. Our REITs are seen as a defensive asset class as it generally pays out all their profits because of the tax structure resulting in high dividend payouts per unit. But this hasn't been the case in the, in the last two years, despite investors seeking a safe haven from market volatility. Now, this has been due to the climate of high interest rates and inflation. However, it's a tight turning for REITs and as central banks turn from hawks to doves. And are there REITs that are more resilient against cyclical downturns? Well, for some thoughts on this, we have on the line with us Krishna Guha, analyst with Maybank Securities in Singapore. Krishna, good morning. Thanks for joining us. So the SGX iREIT index is down 12% on a year-to-date basis compared to the benchmark STI index decline of 5%. Is this due to the interest rate cycle where there's been a significant increase in the cost of capital in the last two years? Uh, Thank you very much for having me uh, and thank you for the question. It is definitely very topical. Uh, And as you mentioned earlier, you know, REITs have been uh, pretty hot in the market. They do not retain cash and also they have a high gearing. So obviously high interest rates negatively impact them. It impacts them on various fronts. Uh, First, of course, is the borrowing cost goes up. Uh, It also impacts the valuation of assets because people use the 10-year yield plus some uh, risk adjustment to value these assets. And it also impacts uh, the valuation relative to, you know, the other opportunities where you can park your cash, be it deposits, be it in the government securities and so on. Um, And in addition, it also makes it difficult for the REITs to engage in uh, acquisitions, which has been the case for the last decade. So they get impacted on various fronts. But I think apart from all these factors, which probably the street already knows, uh, I think another factor that has, in my view, has also impacted the share price performance of these REITs uh, are the operating expenses, um, because operating expenses have been impacted by inflation. And this have uh, lowered the distribution as well. So combination of these factors have you know, resulted in the decline in the unit price that we are seeing year to date. What do you think is the core catalyst that will result in a positive re-rating of the sector? Right? Is it just going to be interest rates then? Interest rates definitely is one of the factors, but I don't think you can look at it in isolation. Uh, interest rates can stay high at this level. But if growth comes back, uh, then the REITs will definitely be able to grow the top line. That's one. Um, You have to also look at the fact that, you know, how much of their borrowing has already been repriced because if the interest rates stay high at this level and all all the debt and the hedges are already priced, then the incremental impact on their uh, borrowing uh, expenses itself is not much. So whatever comes, growth comes on the top line, uh, that gets uh, down to the distribution level. Um, So yes, definitely interest rate is one factor, uh, but you have to look at the other factors as well. And even if the interest rates stay high, um, uh, you know, the REITs can help themselves. I mean, some of the REITs are engaging in capital recycling, uh, portfolio repositioning, and so on and so forth. So interest rate will be a critical factor, uh, but not the only factor. Okay, Singapore is the REIT capital of Asia, but that also means there's a plethora of segments from industrial, commercial, to even hospitality. So what segments do you see outperforming in 2024? And likewise, which will face headwinds? 
Yeah, I mean, true. I mean, Singapore offers a spread of options for investors near and far. Um, so, I mean, this is the right time we are looking back and then looking ahead. So, uh, we started the year in 2023 with industrial and hospitality. Um, and so far, they have done okay. But, you know, uh, the, the, the performance across the stocks have been uh, pretty wide. Some have not done well, some have done well. So, going into 2024, we think it will be uh, probably be more stock-specific outcome. Uh, because the valuation spread between the highest and lowest yielding ones have widened. Uh, the stock level liquidities are also very different. So I think it will probably be a more of a stock specific outcome. But if you push me to take a sector call, I will still continue to like the industrials. Uh, the structural tailwinds are still there. Uh, the opportunity to recycle capital is also with the industrials more than the other uh, subsectors. Uh, and but then you know some of the recent occupancy levels have started to ease off. So we need to watch you know how that impacts and if the economic recession happens, then if there is an impact from that. Uh, hospitality, you have a high base effect, not unlike you know start of 2023. Um, but you know if the visitor arrival accelerates from China, the overall economic growth picks up, then you will see more business travel. So then the sector can provide the better growth, but it will be definitely lower than what the sector has given the DPU growth uh, for year to date so far. Um, and then finally, on the retail sector, I think uh, the uh, employment, if it stays low, it has started to inch up. But if it stays low and government continues to provide the fiscal support, then the retail landlords can definitely benefit. Among the REITs so under I, your coverage, Krishna, if I may, uh, can you talk to us about the trends in terms of rental reversions and occupancy rates? I mean, is commercial space seeing the most downward pressure? Yeah, it's very mixed. I mean, they have just reported the results for the third quarter. Uh, reversions are holding up, but you know, growth in the reversion is generally slowing down, and that is across all subsectors. Uh, for the occupancy, industrial is easing, as I mentioned before. Um, the Singapore office occupancy is holding up, but overseas offices are seeing more uh, frictional vacancies. Uh, and the retail occupancy continues to inch up. Um, for the hotels, we are seeing more growth in the what they call the revenue per available room. Mm -hmm. uh, but that is now driven more uh, by occupancy uh, rather than room rates. Earlier, it was a case of, you know, the room rates driving the, uh, the revenue per available room higher. So that's a very mixed trend. Uh, but broadly, uh, slower reversions and mixed trend of occupancy across all subsectors. Okay, you highlighted earlier that uh, there's been not many transactions in the REIT space, both in terms of acquisition and disposals. Do you see that changing in the next few years though? Is, are there more sellers coming out in terms of for commercial property or any buildings? Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, you know, as... As people get a bit more clarity around mm. the around the interest rate, they are able to underwrite uh, the assumptions in a bit more firmer sense. And once you're able to underwrite the assumptions, you can get uh, the valuation of the assets um, to I mean in a bit more clearer way. And the likewise for the buyers, and likewise it is for the bankers as well who will ultimately fund these assets. So it will definitely be once you get a clarity around the funding cost, um, you will uh, you will probably likely to see more interest on both sides. Uh, the key thing obviously is you know the pricing because uh, one is interest rate and other also is economic outlook uh, and then overall disruptions that we have seen over the last decade. So all that fact needs to factoring in the selling price. Um, I mean, year to date, we have seen some transactions, uh, definitely not as much as what we were seeing in the low interest rate period. 
um but i think yes uh, mm. you can probably see some transactions on the commercial space um coming up and finally krishna what are your top 3 picks on the sector so you know uh, given this uncertain environment we are still sort of skipping up uh, staying with the large cap liquid names our preferred picks are capital and integrated commercial trust uh, maple tree logistics and uh, we recently upgraded capital and ascendus as well uh so cict is a proxy for the singapore commercial space it is the largest read by market cap and assets uh, mlt has a very good exposure to the regional warehouses it is a bit of a negativity surrounding around china uh, but you know if you look at the overall footprint tenant and and then the e-commerce uh, tailwind then definitely mlt benefits from that uh, and ascendus read has is a large is a second largest read here it offers exposure to the business parks and high tech spaces and broader industrial asset class as well uh, both in singapore and developed countries it has been a pretty uh, steady uh, operating history over the last 20 years so if you're looking for steadiness definitely that will be the name all right krishna thanks so much for speaking to us that was krishna guha analyst with maybank security singapore talking to us about his top read picks uh, maple tr- maple tree capital land ascendus are the three he named 929 in the morning we're heading into some messages but don't go away because we'll be back after the news bulletin with wtf what's the focus stay tuned bfm 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from bfm 89.9 the business station for more stories of the same kind Download the BFM app.